0: Welcome to the third CD in the series, Freedom in the Glory. This is Setting Your Hope Free. I'm David, and this is my lovely wife. Joanna. We are the Herobitians Virtual Church Media, and is going to be playing alongside of me just to set that atmosphere. She sometimes sings in Hebrew, sometimes in English, but she gets taken envisions to heaven, she got the gift of music. When she danced with Jesus and he gave her her own piano in heaven, and she came back and wrote her first song. And often people hear angels in the music that's not in the piano, but somehow they hear them and they're touched and often healed just in the atmosphere of that music. So. Prepare to get free today because God is gonna set your hope free. Did you know that hope floats? You can push hope down as far as you want. The enemy can try to push your hope down and try to submerge it, but hope will always pop back up. Hope floats and hope brings faith and faith ushers in the power of God. I had served 15 years of a 20-year sentence and something had come in subtly on me. I didn't know what it was. I would later discover it was a thing called hope deferred. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, Proverbs 13:12 says. But here I was, I was out sharing the gospel, leading Bible studies, saw God heal the sick and Cast out devils and set the captives free, but there was something that had subtly snuck in on me, and I didn't know what it was. And it wasn't something that came in with a force, it was subtle, it was silent. And much of the world right now has been subtly taken captive or in bondage by this spirit, this strategy of the enemy, called hope, deferred. It had lasted about three years, and I was into my 18th year of my prison sentence, and it was disrupting me from being able to study the word of God or prayer. It was a pain physically in my back, and the enemy was speaking in my ears. These words, where is the promise of his coming? Other people are getting out of prison and you're not. What you don't know, and it's in my book, Jet Ride to Hell, Journey to Freedom, jetridebook.com, is God had anointed my ink pen during that time and I'd won 11 cases for other prisoners and they'd been set free. They'd had time reductions, immediate releases, compassionate releases, and some even had their cases completely overturned and were no longer even felons. Yet at that same time, when I won those 11 cases one year, I lost my own. And the enemy said, God doesn't love you. He set others free, but not you. Where is the promise of his coming? So there I was in my 18th year of prison, standing firm on the word of God, but something had snuck in. I felt like I had some sort of sickness or disease in the left side of my back. There was like a talon from the enemy, like almost like a spear inside of my body. It was painful. And I would pray in the spirit, I'd pray in the spirit and it would lift and I'd be able to read the word. And within a matter of 30 minutes, it was back with a vengeance. So finally, I called some friends of mine, Lee and Doris Harms. And Doris answered the phone. She says, Lee's not here. I said, well, can I get some prayer? She said, yes. They're directors of healing rooms in Kansas City. Very anointed couple. And I told her I had been going through an increasingly difficult time, spiritually, emotionally and physically although I hadn't voiced it to anyone and it had actually been going on for three years on this day I'd simply asked for prayers for pain throughout the left side of my neck and back as Doris began to pray she suddenly stopped in mid-sentence and said oh my you're suffering from deferred hope I thought what is deferred hope then calmly yet with noticeable authority Doris spoke directly to the problem. Deferred hope, in the name of Jesus I break you off my brother's life right now and order you not to return to him again. Instantly I was delivered. Three years and instantly I was delivered. The pain in my back left simultaneously, it was miraculous. The only way I can describe what occurred is to say that all the chronic pain in my back, neck and shoulders that had been increasing in intensity, specifically the last six to eight months, snapped off of me like a tightly stretched rubber band being cut with a knife. I was free. Then in the same gentle voice of authority, Doris said, I now replace these areas in your life with God's desire fulfilled, which the Bible says is a tree of life. When she spoke these words, my mind, which had been saturated with frustration and tormented with stress and chronic disappointment, was suddenly purged with the inflooding mind of the Messiah Jesus. My faith level spiked simultaneously. My spiritual vision was renewed like an eagle. Said another way, it was as if my viewpoint and understanding of my life and its seemingly arduous circumstances suddenly changed. It was as though God showed me heaven's perspective, His aerial point of view, looking down on the life issues I'd been struggling with. At the same time, my heart was filled with a new anticipation and godly optimism of what the Lord was about to do for me, as well as through my life, for others, in a word. Hope was restored. My hope was set free. I stood amazed and praised God for this mighty deliverance, and a renewed vigor and strength to finish the course set before me filled my soul. I then realized God had just supernaturally delivered me from unseen spiritual forces that had been hindering my life, oppressing my mind, and tormenting my body, spiritual forces that had been increasing in effect against me for a period of nearly three years. During this time, I knew something was wrong. It was awry, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it until I was delivered. Then, everything crystallized instantly. These forces of darkness had been subtle. Somehow, through my ignorance, They had increasingly hindered and oppressed my mind and body and had begun to vex my spirit. After hanging up the phone from this prayer encounter, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me how subtle yet devastating deferred hope can be to a person. In reality, if it wasn't for the intervening hand of God through this saintly woman, deferred hope could have easily prevailed against me derailing me in my walk with the Lord. I could have become shipwrecked in my faith as the Bible warns against in 1 Timothy 1.18. I became aware of how I had nearly been destroyed because of my ignorance regarding this overlooked biblical subject of hope deferred. You may be suffering from hope deferred. I, I believe that the world coming out of this current time that we've been in globally has been suffering from hope deferred. And as we further on in this teaching will realize what this spirit can do, what this stratagem of the enemy can do, we'll get free and get refocused and go set others free. What exactly is hope deferred? Hope deferred or deferred hope is one of the spiritual weapons the enemy employs against Christians. This weapon, if not recognized and properly guarded against, can cause our hearts to become sick. Proverbs 13:12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. This is why Solomon, God's wisest Old Testament king, admonishes us: keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow all the other issues of life. Proverbs 4:23. If our hearts become sick, Through deferred hope, then other areas of our life will suffer as well. This includes our attitude, spiritual vision, physical and mental health. Even our love relationship with Jesus and others will be negatively affected. All these things had been severely affected prior to my deliverance from hope deferred, all because I was ignorant of this strategic tool of the enemy. Keep in mind that I'd been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, ministering the Word of God to others, seeing hundreds of people come to Christ, filled with the Spirit, discipled, and sent out to win others to Christ, win others to Messiah. I taught Bible studies and written things, yet I myself was derailed almost by deferred hope. The Old Testament prophet Hosea said it this way, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6 Under the new covenant, the apostle Paul admonishes, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11 I believe it is a safe statement to say that the devil's ability to keep us defeated is directly related to his ability to keep us ignorant on spiritual matters. This is why I believe the importance of this message on Hope Deferred is so significant at this hour. My heartfelt desire today is that by the time you finish hearing this audio, you will be delivered from any of the negative effects that Hope Deferred has sent against your life, for God is no respecter of persons. What are the three things that are involved in Hope Deferred? The first thing the Lord showed me about Hope Deferred was that it comes against us through three primary elements. Number one, life's very real circumstances that bring disappointment when they delay our God-given desires from being fulfilled. Number two, the mindset, any mindset that's contrary to the word of God. And finally, an evil spirit that comes to hinder and oppress us to sicken us in heart once these first two natural forces are in place. I'm going to repeat them. Number one, life's very real circumstances that bring disappointment when they delay or defer our God-given desires from being fulfilled. Any mindset in us that is developed that's contrary to the Word of God. And finally, an evil spirit that comes to hinder and oppress us, to sicken our hearts once these two natural forces are in place. When these three elements of deferred hope arrive in condemnation, they can become a three-ply cord that's not easily broken, Ecclesiastes 4.12. At this point, we need supernatural deliverance from heaven to set us free. The ironic part is that once we get to this third stage of bondage, we usually don't even realize we've been trapped and brought into captivity by the enemy. I believe most people will experience hope deferred at some time in their lives. In fact, hope deferred can be a common experience more common of a test than most would like to admit or aware of I was uninformed when it happened to me once hope deferred has a stronghold in our lives the enemy of our souls will try to capitalize on this weakness in our spiritual armor Satan will test our spirit by sending a spirit of discouragement to compound the matter if we aren't careful or if we're ignorant of the enemy's strategies, this can catapult us into a spiritual tailspin and eventual crash, or as the scripture calls it, shipwrecked in our faith. I believe this is what may have happened to Hymenaeus and Alexander the coppersmith in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Paul speaks to Timothy, Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following these prophecies you might fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these prophecies about them, and so have shipwrecked their faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. 1 Timothy 1:18 through 20, New International Version. Paul was warning Timothy against losing his focus or taking his eye off of the prize. Paul had prophesied over Timothy, but warfare was coming against him to contradict those prophetic words. Evidently, Paul had also spoken words of prophecy over Hymenaeus and Alexander. But something caused them to lose focus. In fact, they began to speak against Paul. I believe life's circumstances contradicted the prophecies, which is common to every man. This is why Abraham hoped against hope and continued to believe in hope and then finally received the promise from God and became the father of many nations. Genesis 17 verses 4 through 5 Abraham had to stand against hope deferred for 25 years before the promised Isaac was born. If Abraham had yielded to deferred hope or shrank back from the promises of God, he would have missed God's best for him. In fact, at one point, Abraham, who's the father of our faith, of course, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. In fact, at one point, Abraham yielded to the very real circumstances of Sarah's dead womb, coupled with her worldly advice to sleep with her maid, Hagar. This fleshly union produced a child named Ishmael, the father of the Arab people. Many within this people group in the Middle East have persecuted Jews and followers of Messiah for the last 4,000 years, relentlessly murdering them in the name of their God. Deferred hope was at the root of this birthing and its negative fruit continues to this very day. If only Abraham had known. God recovered Abraham in time. And Isaac, the child of promise, was born through Sarah's supernaturally resurrected womb. Messiah Jesus came through this bloodline and the blessing of Abraham has come upon all who receive Messiah Jesus today. In the case of Hymenaeus and Alexander, the outcome was ugly. When they experienced the spiritual warfare of deferred hope, instead of standing on the prophetic word, spoken through Paul, they yielded to the trap set before them. The circumstances of life, its accompanying mindset of defeat, and the demonic influence that turned them against the apostle Paul won that round. Their hearts became sick, and they began to slander God's anointed leaders. As a result, they were handed over to Satan, so they might learn not to blaspheme, 1 Timothy 1. Ouch! May we learn from their wretched example and not make the same mistake. May we rather be like the numerous heroes of the faith who stood firm in the face of such trials and emerged victorious in Messiah. What has hope deferred caused you to do? I'm going to give you a few examples in scripture so you can see from Genesis to Revelation, hope deferred, has weaved a tapestry subtly and silent into the lives of God's men and women of faith and tripped them up while others stood against it and ended up in the hall of faith. Moses at age 40 killed an Egyptian in the power of his own flesh instead of waiting for God's instruction on how to properly fulfill the call of deliverer on his life. As a result, he was banished from Egypt and the very people he was called to deliver in Exodus 2:11 through 15. He was stuck on the backside of the mountain for 40 more years waiting on God a second time until he was 80. Exodus 2:11 through 15. Why are you on the backside of the mountain during this season of your life? Don't despair. God still has a plan and if you are patient and don't lose focus again, he will raise you up to fulfill the destiny he has for you. God eventually called Moses to be the deliverer of three million slaves being held in bondage in Egypt, Exodus 3.10. That number three millions an estimation. Then in the wilderness, Moses faced 40 more years of hope deferred along with these same children of Israel who are now corporately blaming Moses for bringing them to the desert to die. As a result, Moses became angry And struck the rock twice and disqualified himself from entering the promised land. Numbers 20, verse 8 through 12. If hope deferred can get Moses frustrated, get the children of Israel frustrated to turn against him, and instead of speaking to the rock, he strikes it twice. And the Bible says in the New Testament, that rock that he struck was Messiah. Messiah will only be struck one time for your sins, once for all. Now we don't strike him again, we speak to the Rock, and he forgives us. The children of Israel were frequently Moses thorn in the flesh. They experienced hope deferred as slaves to a pagan king in Egypt for 430 years, Exodus 1240. They yielded to hope deferred in less than 40 days while waiting for their spiritual leader to return from the mountain with God. Their hearts became sick and they sought out another God of their own making. They made a God out of gold. This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Exodus 32.8 They blasphemed God because of hope deferred, making their hearts sick and they began to attribute the works of God to the devil, or a false idol. As a result, they began worshiping a golden calf and having an orgy, 1 Corinthians 10, 7 through 11. The children of Israel then experienced hope deferred for 40 more years in the wilderness, Exodus sixteen thirty five. Do you see the importance of recognizing hope deferred and standing against it? However, God was faithful because they never lacked anything. God will take care of you even through hope deferred. Even when we make mistakes, His mercy always triumphs over judgment. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides for you. And then when you pass the test, you receive the promise and He turns it all around and you begin getting double for your trouble O ye prisoners of hope, I declare double unto you. Job went through deferred hope, and when he came out, he was given double for his trouble. Twice as much, back of everything. Job 42, 7 through 10, when he prayed for his friends. God wants to give you double for your trouble as you stay single-minded on him with your eyes on the sea Walker. Do you want double for your trouble? All you have to do is stay single-minded. Scripture also says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and should expect to receive nothing from the Lord. God wants to give you double for your trouble. But if we're double-minded, do you know we could receive nothing from the Lord? And if we're single-minded on evil, like I was when I was Stealing jet airplanes and selling cocaine for the Kali drug cartel, I got double punishment. Instead of a two-year prison sentence that they agreed to give me, I ended up with 22 years and ended up serving 20. But that's where God got a hold of me. Even though there were microwave miracles for other people, God had me in the crock pot to get the flavor through and through for a bigger calling. Do you know that God may have you in the crock pot? and you're simmering and wondering why everybody else is popping out and getting their miracles, financial, physical, relational, they're getting promoted at their jobs and you're contending for the faith, do you know that sometimes when you say yes, God will put you through the test? So when you say yes to God and yes to God and yes to God and yes to God, God says, they gave me their yes, I'm gonna enroll them in the test but you have need of patience. The scripture says that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Stand firm, don't look to the left or to the right, feed on the goodness of God through the test. He is faithful and just to reward you because you're diligently seeking him and he wants to give you double for your trouble as you remain single minded on him. Revelation eighteen one through three, in Babylon they received a double cup of punishment because they were single minded on evil. In James one five through eight, they received nothing from the Lord because they were double minded. And in Zechariah nine ten, Isaiah sixty one seven, and in Job forty two ten, he gave them double for their trouble because they remain single-minded. Raise your hand up unto the Lord and say, Lord, I repent for being distracted, dissuaded, by hope deferred. I recognize it now. It's been subtle, but I'm no longer deceived. Set me free. Set me free. Even as dear Doris prayed for me. Right now, I pray for you. And I speak to the Spirit. There it goes. Broken, 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 broken. Deferred hope, I cast you out of them right now. In the name of Messiah, Jesus, the Anointed One, I cancel every spirit of discouragement and I declare you freed from the spirit of hope, deferred. And I release right now, the inflooding mind of Messiah Jesus. There it comes. As he did it for me, he's doing it for you. He loves you so much. He's proud of you for persevering. Did you know that? He's proud of you. Your angels are proud of you for persevering. Now, God is going to give you double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. I want to give you some good news. Sarah was suffering from hope deferred. She had lost the vision of giving her husband a child. She laughed when the angel spoke to her that she would be with child in Genesis eighteen twelve. And her disbelief, she gave her husband bad advice And Ishmael was birthed through an unholy union that still is affecting people today. And by the way, so many wonderful Arab people, so many wonderful Jewish people, so many wonderful Gentile people. And there's good people in every people group, and there's not so good people in every people group. So we're not targeting or identifying a people group. We're addressing the issue of hope deferred that caused a fleshly union, that caused this to occur in the earth biblically. So when Abraham, the father of our faith, experienced hope deferred for 25 years, when he waited on the promise, he finally became the father of many nations. For at age 100, Abraham laughed at or disbelieved the possibility of having a child when he was visited by the messenger angel. Here's what's interesting. Sarah laughed and when confronted by the angel, she lied. But do you know that God will rewrite your history? Yeah, I said it. Because in Hebrews chapter 11, Sarah, it says, when the angel spoke, she believed God. Why? Because she repented. She returned to the penthouse, the highest place with God, and he cast Sarah's sins of being a disbelieving liar into a woman of faith and she made the hall of faith. Do you want God to rewrite your history today? He will. Rahab the prostitute. The Old Testament says she was a prostitute. The New Testament says she was a woman of faith. Do you know that God will rewrite your history in an instant through repentance, to repent, to return to the penthouse, the highest place with God? Another example of Hope Deferred, and these are positive examples. Joseph, in the Old Testament, effectively stood against Hope Deferred while in prison on false rape charges. He was called by God to be the deliverer of Egypt, the Egyptians, and his own Israelite family. Even after God's intervention with a sign for good to show that he was still with Joseph, Joseph still waited in faith for two more years behind bars. Genesis chapter 40 verses 13 and 14 and Genesis 41, 1. 22 years after God spoke to him at age 17, God finally performed the miracle. God was then able to raise Joseph up to become a deliverer of two nations. Between the call and the commission often lies the maturation or the seasoning or training time with God. Saul was taken into ministry immediately with a single portion of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament as king and failed and ended up suicidal. David was given a triple portion of the Holy Spirit and was on the run from Saul for a decade having javelins thrown at him between David's call and his commission was more than a decade and he succeeded and he was a man after God's own heart. Saul had a single portion of the Holy Spirit and immediately went into ministry and failed because he loved the praise of men more than he loved the praise of God. Whom do you seek to please, God or man? Saul, with a single portion of the Holy Spirit, anointed with a vial of oil to be king, went into ministry immediately and failed. David, with a triple portion of the Holy Spirit, a horn of oil, anointed to be prophet, priest, and king, was on the run, trusting in God for a decade, and God developed character in him so that he could rule and reign as a king and become a man after God's own heart, Acts 13, 22. Do you see the difference? You may be looking for the microwave miracle where it just pops out, but God may have a bigger call for you. Are you willing to persevere, to receive the promise, and carry that heavy mantle you've been called to? Between the call and the commission is the maturation The preparation time, the taller the call, the longer the preparation. God had me in prison for 20 years. The enemy thought he had me in prison for 20 years, but God had me there in the crock pot. He could get the flavor through and through. He may have you in the crock pot. Are you encouraged today? Because God is setting your hope free. Anna the prophetess, stood faithfully against hope, deferred for 60 years, praying and fasting in the temple of God. She received the promise of the consolation of Israel, Messiah Jesus. The Messiah was birthed. She kept focused and steadfast on the vision and refused to cast off restraint. Luke 2.36-38 through 38. The disciples experienced hope deferred while waiting for Jesus to take over Rome as their king. They expected Jesus to deliver the children of Israel from Roman rule and to restore Jerusalem to its rightful place in history. Judas tried to expedite the process of Jesus becoming king by selling out Jesus the Messiah for 30 pieces of silver. Judas's plan was to force him to use his divine authority as Messiah to defeat the Romans and to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies about his eternal government. Instead, Judas's heart became sick and he committed suicide. The disciples' hearts became sick when Jesus was crucified, Matthew 27, 38, and they went back to fishing in John 21:3. But Jesus appeared to him, met him at their point of faith in his resurrected state, and called them back into ministry. And Peter, he said, do you love me, Peter? Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love Feed my lambs, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Wherever you're at, Jesus is meeting you at that point and calling you back into your divine assignment. I call you back into your divine assignment I speak a restoration of your reputation I speak a restoration of your name in the community I speak a restoration with a fresh anointing upon you I speak a full restoration and I declare double for your trouble right now in the name of the Son of the living God who gave himself for you and restores your name I speak a restoration of your name because you're named by him you've been given his name by adoption you've been given his name when you accepted him, his name is in you. And now I declare victory becomes yours. My wife's gonna close us in some music song and proclamation as she feels led by the Holy Spirit. And you're going to feel the atmosphere change to the next level. Prepare to return to the penthouse, the highest place with God right now. says the lord don't give up says the lord don't give up says the lord he's with Hope floats. You've resurfaced. He set your hope free. And you've been delivered from hope deferred. And he's cleansed your mind and your heart and put your feet on solid ground no longer derailed but re-railed in your walk with Jesus. He always leads you in triumphal procession. And now watch God restore double for your trouble, including your reputation. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm David, my lovely wife. Joanna. We are the Herobitians. Virtualchurchmedia.com And prepare your heart for CD number four, Setting Your Hope Free, part two. God bless you. God bless you.